Chapter Eleven of Russia in Nineteen Nineteen by Arthur Ransom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Eleven: The Committee of State Constructions. February Fifteenth. I went by appointment to see Pavlovitch, President of the Committee of State Constructions. It was a very jolly morning, and the streets were crowded. As I walked through the gate into the Red Square, I saw the usual crowd of peasant women at the little chapel of the Iberian Virgin, where there was a blaze of candles. On the wall of what used, I think, to be the old town hall, close by the gate, some fanatic agnostic has set a white inscription on a tablet, Religion is Opium for the People. The tablet, which has been there a long time, is in shape not unlike the customary frame for a sacred picture i saw an old peasant evidently unable to read cross himself solemnly before the chapel and then turning to the left cross himself as solemnly before this anti-religious inscription it is perhaps worth while to remark in passing that the new communist programme while insisting as before on the definite separation of church and state and church and school now includes the particular statement that care should be taken in no way to hurt the feelings of the religious churches and chapels are open church processions take place as before and moscow as in the old days is still a city of church bells a long line of sledges with welcome bags of flour was passing through the square soldiers of the red army were coming off parade laughing and talking and very noticeably smarter than the men of six months ago there was a bright clear sky behind the fantastic cathedral of st basil and the rough graves under the kremlin wall where those are buried who died in the fighting at the time of the november revolution have been tidied up there was scaffolding round the gate of the kremlin which was damaged at that time and is being carefully repaired the committee of state constructions was founded last spring to coordinate the management of the various engineering and other constructive works previously carried on by independent departments it became an independent organ with its own finances about the middle of the summer its headquarters are in the nikolskaya in the chinese town next door to the old building of the anglo-russian trading company which still bears the lion and the unicorn sculptured above its green and white facade sometime early in the seventeenth century pavlovitch is a little fat bespectacled man with a bald head fringed with the remains of red hair and a little reddish beard he was dressed in a black leather coat and trousers he complained bitterly that all his plans for engineering works to improve the productive possibilities of the country were made impracticable by the imperious demands of war as an old siberian exile he had been living in france before the revolution and as he had said had seen there how france made war they sent her locomotives and rails for the locomotives to run on everything she needed they sent her from all parts of the world when they sent horses they sent also hay for their food and shoes for their feet and even nails for the shoes if we were supplied like that russia would be at peace in a week but we have nothing and can get nothing and are forced to be at war against our will and war spoils everything he continued this committee should be at work on affairs of peace making russia more useful to herself and to the rest of the world you know our plans but with fighting on all our fronts and with all our best men away we are compelled to use ninety per cent of our energy and material for the immediate needs of the army every day we get masses of telegrams from all fronts asking for this or that for example trotsky telegraphs here simply we shall be in orenburg in two days leaving us to do what is necessary 
then with the map before me i have to send what will be needed no matter what useful work has to be abandoned meanwhile engineers railway gangs for putting right the railways material for bridges and so on indeed the biggest piece of civil engineering done in russia for many years was the direct result of our fear lest you people or the germans should take our baltic fleet save the dreadnoughts we could not but i decided to save what we could the widening and deepening of the canal system so as to shift boats from the baltic to the volga had been considered in the time of the czar it was considered and dismissed as impracticable once indeed they did try to take two torpedo boats over and they lifted them on barges to make the attempt well we said that as the thing could be planned it could be done and the canals are deepened and widened and we took through them under their own power seven big destroyers six small destroyers and four submarine boats which arriving unexpectedly before kazan played a great part in our victory there but the pleasure of that was spoilt for me by the knowledge that i had had to take men and material from the building of the electric power station with which we hoped to make petrograd independent of the coal supply the difficulties we have to fight against are of course enormous but much of what the old regime failed to do for want of initiative or for other reasons we have done and are doing some of the difficulties are of a most unexpected kind the local inhabitants partly no doubt under the influence of our political opponents were extremely hostile with regard to the building of the power station simply because they did not understand it i went there myself and explained to them what it would mean that their river would become a rich river that they would be able to get cheap power for all sorts of works and that they would have electric light in all their houses then they carried me shoulder high through the village and sent telegrams to lenin to zinoviev to everybody they could think of and since then we have had nothing but help from them most of our energy at present has to be spent on mending and making railways and roads for the use of the army over eleven thousand versts of railway are under construction and we have finished the railway from arzamas to shikran twelve hundred versts of high road are under construction and to meet the immediate needs of the army we have already repaired or made eight thousand versts of roads of various kinds as a matter of fact the internal railway net of russia is by no means as bad as people make out by its means hampered as we are we have been able to beat the counter-revolutionaries concentrating our best troops now here now there wherever need may be remember that the whole way round our enormous frontiers we are being forced to fight groups of reactionaries supported at first mostly by the germans now mostly by yourselves by the Romanians, by the poles and in some districts by the germans still troops fighting on the ural front are fighting a month later south of Voronezh, and a month later again are having a holiday marching on the heels of the germans as they evacuate the occupied provinces some of our troops are not yet much good one day they fight and the next they think they would rather not so that our best troops those in which there are most workmen have to be flung in all directions we are at work all the time enabling this to be done and making new roads to enable it to be done still better but what waste when there are so many other things we want to do all the time the needs of war are pressing on us today is the first day for two months that we have been able to warm this building we have been working here in overcoats and fur hats in a temperature below freezing point why wood was already on its way to us when we had suddenly to throw troops northwards our wood had to be flung out of the wagons and the red army put in its place and the wagons sent north again the thing had to be done 
and we have had to work as best we could in the cold many of my assistants have fallen ill two only yesterday had to be taken home in a condition something like that of a fit the result of prolonged sedentary work in unheated rooms i have lost the use of my right hand for the same reason he stretched out his right hand which he had been keeping in the pocket of his coat it was an ugly sight with swollen immovable fingers like the roots of a vegetable at this moment someone came in to speak to pavlovitch he stood at the table a little behind me so that i did not see him but pavlovitch noticing that he looked curiously at me said are you acquaintances i looked round and saw sukhanov gorky's friend formerly one of the cleverest writers on the novaya jizn i jumped up and shook hands with him what have you gone over to the bolsheviks i asked not at all said sukhanov smiling but i am working here sukhanov thinks that we do less harm than anybody else said pavlovitch and laughed go and talk to him and he'll tell you all there is to be said against us and there's lots to say sukhanov was an extremely bitter enemy of the bolsheviks and was very angry with me when over a year ago i told him i was convinced that sooner or later he would be working with them i told pavlovitch the story and he laughed again a long time ago he said sukhanov made overtures to me through miliutin i agreed and everything was settled but when a note appeared in pravda to say that he was going to work in this committee he grew shy and wrote a contradiction miliutin was very angry and asked me to publish the truth i refused but wrote on that day in my diary sukhanov will come three months later he was already working with us one day he told me that in the big diary of the revolution which he is writing and will write very well he had some special abuse for me i have none for you i said but i will show you one page of my own diary and i showed him that page and asked him to look at the date sukhanov is an honest fellow and was bound to come he went on with his talk you know hampered as we are by lack of everything we could not put up the fight we are putting up against the reactionaries if it were not for the real revolutionary spirit of the people as a whole the reactionaries have money munitions supplies of all kinds instructors from outside we have nothing and yet we beat them do you know that the english have given them tanks have you heard that in one place they used gases or something of the kind and blinded eight hundred men and yet we win why because from every town we capture we get new strength and any town they take is a source of weakness to them one more town to garrison and hold against the wishes of the population and if you do get peace what then we want from abroad all that we cannot make ourselves we want a hundred thousand versts of rails now we have to take up rails in one place to lay them in another we want new railways built we want dredgers for our canals and river works we want excavators and how do you expect people to sell you these things when your foreign credit is not worth a farthing we shall pay in concessions giving foreigners the right to take raw materials timber actual timber is as good as credit we have huge areas of forest in the north and every country in europe needs timber let that be our currency for foreign purchases we are prepared to say you build this or give us that and we will give you the right to take so much timber for yourselves and so on and concessions of other kinds also as a matter of fact negotiations are now proceeding with a foreign firm for the building of a railway from the obi to kotlas but part of that district is not in your hands well if we get peace we shall be able to arrange that without difficulty just as i was going he stopped me and evidently not in the least realizing that english people generally have come to think of him and his friends as of some strange sort of devils if not with horns and tails certainly far removed from human beings he asked 
if we do get peace don't you think there will be engineers and skilled labourers in england who will volunteer to come out to russia and help us there is so much to do that i can promise they will have the best we can give them we are almost as short of skilled men as we are of locomotives we are now taking simple unskilled workmen who show any signs of brains and training them as we go along there must be engineers railway men mechanics among english socialists who would be glad to come and of course they need not be socialists so long as they are good engineers that last suggestion of his is entirely characteristic it is impossible to make the bolsheviks realize that the english people feel any hostility towards them nor do they feel hostility towards the english as such on my way back to the hotel i met a party of english soldiers taken prisoners on the northern front walking free without a convoy through the streets end of chapter eleven the committee of state constructions recording by expatriate in bangor maine